Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insight, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. I'm MC Lobster. I'm joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, how are you? Hey, MC. I'm uh, real excited for what we have on today's podcast. This is something that I'm super, super passionate about. Absolutely. And the topic of our discussion today is um why 401ks 403bs and iras which are all qualified plans are scams so what is the what is what what comes to mind when i bring up 401ks 403bs iras all these qualified plans created by an entity that you can very well trust that is always looking out for your best interest the government yeah, you know, and it's it's the government, and it reminds me of a quote in one of Nelson's books that says to be very weary of someone or something that offers a solution to the problem that they also created, and that's exactly what you know these qualified retirement plans are. Right, it's almost this perfect example of the Egalian dialectic, which is problem reaction solution. We're going to create this problem of overtaxation um with with a lot of folks and then because we want to wean folks off of away from pensions uh to uh this new thing that we created they created this this reaction of the public and offer the solution and say you know what pensions are not to be trusted essentially um that's not just going to uh, fund your fund your retirement um because most government and corporations know that they cannot actually make good on the promises through pensions and they've overtaxed the public and now they go oh but we have the solution for you so you can save some taxes today by funding these qualified plans and that's magically going to turn the capital that you put in there over the course of your lifetime into uh, a mountain uh, of uh, money that you can retire comfortably on yeah. So just to reiterate, they're creating a problem, which is overtaxation, and they're also offering the solution to it. You know, that that should raise your your skepticism just a little bit. And maybe we could take a sidestep here, MC. It may be beneficial for our listeners to hear just kind of briefly, you've interviewed the father of the 401k twice. You know, how yep. did that conversation go? You know, I was actually just um, shocked when I had the conversation with him because both times I spoke with him, he said, MC, this was never designed to turn into this monster that it's turned into. He said, essentially it was a way funnily enough, you know, if you look at the back end, why it was designed, it was a way for folks to pay employees less, um, and dangle this retirement kind of vehicle in front of them say, well, we're going to pay you less, but you have benefits, right? Uh, how how brainwashed are people these days when they talk about employment? It's sort of part of the package. 
oh, I'm going to apply for this job here. It has great benefits, mm-hmm. you know, and when people work in government jobs, that is the major draw card is, is benefits. One of the big ones. So, yeah, he essentially said, you know, it was never, ever um, designed to be what it has turned into. You know, I think um, Wall Street ta- started to see this, this essentially this tax loophole, which Ted Benner discovered and then used to create the first 401k in the 1980s. Um, and, I mean, the money just started pouring in. That's why you had one of the biggest stock market booms, too, with the creation of these qualified plans through the tax code, tax code for the 401, um, okay, and 403B, uh, because the average American never invested in the stock market, right? They never, ever invested in it. They had their personal savings. They had some life insurance policies. Maybe they had some real estate, but they never, ever um, invested in in the stock market. That was more reserved for the upper uh, middle class and also wealthy folks. Um, but now through 401ks, they Ted Benner created this 401k plan, this qualified plan that now essentially the capital in those plans is used to invest in the stock market. Well, what happened? You had one of the biggest stock market explosions in, in history because all of a sudden, the majority of people employed in America was now invested in the stock market, which they have no idea how it operates. They had no idea what they got into. Um, and so it looked good for a while, right? Because everybody was doing it. But yeah, Ted Benham um, had a great conversation with him twice. He just couldn't believe what it what it uh, turned into. And this was never what he had imagined this would be. It was never supposed to be the sole thing that your retirement would rely on. It was just going to be an additional kind of bucket. Mm-hmm. In addition to your personal savings, the savings in your home, some life insurance, uh, which he did a lot of work in the life insurance industry, by the way, too. Um, so it was never designed to turn into what it what it what it has turned into. Yeah. So two things I want to bring up there. I'm see the first is you know if any of the listeners are curious or they want to research this more, Ted Bennett has a book called 401k 40 Years Later, which he discusses a lot of this. Um, the second thing you said though there is that people are in- investing in these accounts and they have no idea what they're doing, and you know this is one of the the um, reasons I'm not a fan of these accounts is because it encourages ignorant investing where you're investing in things that you have no idea what they are. And we talked about this in another episode, you know, when we talked about saving, investing and speculating, and this is not investing, you know, a lot of investors, quote unquote, if you can't see, uh, you know, the video I'm using my fingers, they are investing in these plans and they couldn't even tell you what they're invested in. They couldn't tell you how they how they work or how they operate, what kind of fees they're paying. They have no idea. So all it does is encourage ignorant investing where you're just doing the, the pay and pray method, where you're just paying your, your contributions and praying that it goes up. Yeah. Um, most people have no idea what they've signed up for when they sign up for these plans. Um, so that's great context there too. Here's some more. Before the 401ks and these qualified plans were rolled out, there was pensions. So you had your government pensions and you had your corporate pensions. So corporations, essentially, you would go to school, get good grades, go to college, 
get a degree, and then you would find the corporation that you would go and work work for your entire life. And then essentially what they would then do is they would reward you with a pension, which is a liability on their books. But you never really had to think about it at that stage because you just work for the corporation. And when you retire one day, they'll pay out a predictable pension and that'll fund your retirement, right? With some of your own savings and maybe, you know, some life insurance policies and so forth. Um, those are called defined benefit plans, the DB plans. And that is what most of Americans knew of. And that's the context that they had. Then it got shifted in 1980 with the creation of this. And then obviously um, this became very popular. Um, But what most folks didn't understand is that you didn't really have to contribute anything to a defined benefit plan the company or the corporation that you work for set aside funds. And if it was managed correctly, which it isn't, that's an entire different episode. Um, they would pay you a pension and income for the, for the rest of your life. The defined contribution plans is you actually had to contribute money to this and fund it. So if you didn't, then there's no money in there. And now the risk has been moved away Um, Yes, there's government pensions, but in this example, it's a corporation. It's been moved away from the corporation. They just removed the liability, which was the pension that they were going to owe you off of their books and now put all the risk on you, the employee that has no idea what just happened because you are now responsible for your retirement. They are no longer responsible to pay you anything um, if they completely moved away from the pensions to to the the qualified plans. So there was a huge shift that happened from defined benefit plans to defined contribution plans. So to your point, Carl, people had no idea what happened in that shift. And most people still don't know. They think I just go and work and I fund my 401k and then I'll have money in there to retire. And we're seeing it. I'm seeing it weekly that people that did all the right things and funded these qualified retirement plans are not going to be able to retire. Um, so that's why I think this uh, episode is, is is so important. Um, let's let's just quickly talk about. I just wanted to share quickly the main beneficiaries, and then we'll go into why each of us think it's a scam. So you have to be very, very, very cognizant. In any transaction that you are um that that you participate in in your life, how everybody around the table or everybody that's involved in this transaction benefits and what everyone's positions are. So when this was created, you have to look at this and say, well, who benefits from this, right? Who are were the main beneficiaries? And if you look at the business model, essentially, of governments, of banking and financial institutions, they all have a couple of things in common. So the first thing is, you've probably picked this up if you're listening to the show, that they want your money. Okay? They want it. (laughs) Governments want it. And banks and financial institutions, they want your money. The second thing is, they don't want it once. They want it regularly consistently over time 
your whole life. See a pattern here? Governments, banking, and financial institution. Then the third thing is they want to hold on to your money as long as possible. Not for a short while. No, no, no. They want to hang on to it for as long as possible. And then essentially, when it's time to give it back to you, they want to give you back as little as possible <laughs> at that given point in time. And if you think about it, you know, you can look at governments with taxes that they want your money consistently throughout your life, which they 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 do. Um, and even, you know, these days, uh, if you're if you're employed and you're you get a W-2, they get it every other week, bi-weekly. Who else gets your money bi-weekly? Well, banking and financial institutions, because you contribute from these uh, through these these pay periods that you receive bi-weekly, you contribute to your 401k. So the government and banking and financial institutions, they get your money, they get it regularly and consistently, they hold on to it for as long as they can through the 401k plan, banks and financial institutions. And then when they give it back, they have taken all of their fees, which have compounded, they give it back as little as possible. And then the government really takes a big scoop on the back end too. So um, to sit that I just set the table, let's talk about why you think this is a complete scam, these qualified plans. Sure. Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to hit on, but for instance, you know, let's just kind of draw out a scenario that we can put um, you know, in relation to how the 401k system works. And, you know, what it looks like is, you know, if I say, if I came to you and I said, Hey, MC, I have this great, great business opportunity. I really want you to invest in it with me, but here's the catch. You have to put up all the money. I can't contribute anything. You have to take on all of the risk. I don't want to take on any of it. And we're not going to talk about our equity split yet. We're going to, we're going to, you know, let this business ride out for 40 years. You're going to continue to contribute to it for 40 years. And then at the end of the 40 years, I'm going to tell you how much of that equity is yours. You don't get a say in any of it. You know, would you ever take that business deal? Never. Never. Right. And that's essentially what a 401k is. And it's when you think about it, you know, take a step back and think about what you're actually doing. You know, you got to be crazy to take that business deal. Yep. No, absolutely. And I mean, this is something that um, we're obviously passionate about because we're trying to, uh, you know, obviously give people a different, well, a different world. Uh, we're opening up a different world and say, hey, take, let's look at it from this perspective. Um, you know, I so I can rant about this for a while and, and, and rant on, but there's three things that I'm going to point out why I think this is um, yeah, a, a huge scam. So the first thing is you give up full control of your capital, full control of your money, which is essentially energy, right? You work for that. You deliver the value to the marketplace. You produce and create it. And the result was that capital came into your hands. And now all of a sudden you just hand it over and you have zero control over it. You have zero control, by the way, what's going to happen in the market with it. Um, I hear about people talking all the time about how you should never time the market. It's another one of those quotes, right? There's a couple of quotes in the financial world that people throw around constantly. And one of it is, oh, you should never time the market. 
when you have a 401k, you are literally trying to time the market because when it is time to pull money from your plan, you are hoping that you've got you've you've grew whatever you've put in the capital in there into a nice nice uh nice uh, uh pool of capital you are hoping that markets are at all time highs when you pull that money out right obviously you're hoping that the markets aren't crashing and now you have to pull out money from a nest egg that it was just depleted to fund your retirement so you're going to be able to not essentially take out as much income or you're just going to run out of money during retirement. So you are literally timing the market when you have a 401k. So you give up full control over your capital. The other thing that I would also say is business owners and investors, Where should how should they align their capital? Well, they should have it aligned or in a vehicle where they can access it to guess what? grow their own businesses and grow their own investment portfolios by giving up control over your capital not only are you giving up the opportunity to access your capital to grow your business and your investment portfolio it gets even worse you give it over to a financial advisor and that advisor puts it in stocks bonds and mutual funds in the stock market very well diversified portfolio stocks of other companies so you're literally funding other companies, not even your own company. You're taking money away from your own personal business and investing economy and funding the business and investing economy of others. The other thing that you mentioned, once you get to that time that you're going to start drawing income, you have you don't have control too on if you don't want to pull money out. So let's just say this 401k or this you know traditional IRA, whatever the account is, you you have as supplementary to your retirement account. And let's say the market's down. Once you hit a certain age, the, the IRS actually requires that you start drawing some of that money out. And now you could be drawing money out when the market's down, which is something you wouldn't want to do. You know, I, I, I'm in a couple groups on Facebook and somebody posted the other day that her 401k was down 30% and it was about $600,000. And the post said, uh, you know, how she was down $600,000. This is going to push her retirement back X number of years. And that goes to show that you, you're you trying to time the market that you're going to need it when it's high. And we can never time the market like that. The second reason why I would say it's a huge scam is from a tax standpoint, it is one of the worst things ever that you could do right now to defer is to defer taxes. One of the worst things you could possibly do. So our philosophy is you pay taxes on the seed, not the harvest. So you want to put your, your capital in a bucket where it compounds tax-free. Um, also, when you do pay taxes, you want to have control over when and how much you pay in taxes. By putting money in a 401k, a 403b, or an IRA, you are completely giving up that control over your taxes. You're putting money into something that you have no idea how much of whatever uh, will be in that vehicle is yours when it's time to tap into that. So let's just say you start um, you know, in 2022. 
you start your journey and 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 this is your financial planning for for retirement um now in 2052 let's just say 30 years from now it's time for you to, to essentially quote unquote retire and now you're going to start pulling uh capital out from your qualified plans um how much of let's just, and let's just say hypothetically we could just make up a number there's 5 million dollars in there how much of that is yours you have no idea no idea there's no way to know there's no way to know 5 years from now or 10 years from now we're in a politically very um in uh, you know we're in a a political climate where it's sort of like the eat the rich is getting louder and louder <laughs> so um politicians are going to cater to bases all across the world uh, because they're broke too um they're going to cater to to their bases by trying to raise taxes on 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 everyone they'll say it's for the rich but it's everyone um so there's a very high probability that taxes will go up if you look at it historically so that's the second one is you literally are doing the worst thing that you do possibly right now by deferring taxes and giving up control of when you pay and how much you pay. Pay taxes on the seed, not the harvest. You and I both have had that plus for, for years. And when you actually look at the numbers and the mathematics behind it, it does work out in your favor. So the third reason why I would say it's a huge scam, a huge scam is the game of capital and wealth, as I call it, was created by governments and banking and financial institution. They created the game. We're all uh, pieces on the board. They are literally the chessboard, okay? That's because it was designed that way. So they can change the rules of the game because they created the rules of the game. The rule book is actually the IRS tax code. They can change the rules of the game at any given point in time because they created it. So you're literally playing in their sandbox. So when you go to a friend, when you were younger, when you were a child, um, before play dates, you just went over to go play and they had a sandbox. You pretty much had to just play the kind of the games that they wanted to play or the toys that they had and play by their rules because you were in their sandbox. You're in the government sandbox here. They can change the rules at any given point in time. Um, the national debt in the United States is what, close to $32 trillion? Yeah, something The crazy. amount of a capital in uh, qualified retirement plans is approximately $31 trillion at this stage. Kind of evens it out, doesn't it, Carl? Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm hinting there is they could change this. They've done this in other countries already. They could change the game. How can they change the game? They can change the game on um, how these vehicles are taxed. They can change the game of what you are allowed to invest in in these vehicles. Only ESG approved corporations, right? Um, government bonds because there's a crisis and everybody has to do their duty. Uh, you know, it's for the greater good. You can, I mean, you could get very creative here. They can change the game. And I don't like, I don't like it when there are certain rules that you play by, and then all of a sudden somebody can just change the rules of the game and completely destroy uh the back end of your of your life, essentially. Um, so those are the three reasons I could um, as you can probably tell, I'm pretty passionate about this. 
I can talk about this for, for quite a while. So that's why I only decided to name three. I could go on and on and on. But I think these three things are very important for folks to know about um, and to be aware about when they're looking at these uh, qualified plans that they have. Yeah, MC, let me add two more thoughts here real quick. So the one thing that I want to bring up, because I get this all the time, and I'm sure you do as well, is people, they say, oh, well, my employer gives me a match. and you know, when it comes to the the match, it's it's a scam. Also, there is no free money. The Center for Retirement Research, and you know, I'd be happy to share the study with anyone that reaches out. The Center for Retirement Research did a study on tax data, and they found that every dollar an employer contributes to your four hundred one k, they pay ninety to ninety nine cents less salary on average. So they're not matching anything; they're just paying you less of what they already allocated for that employee and that position and they're going to market it and advertise hey we're paying you know $60,000 and we'll match up to $5,000 into your 401k when the employer really budgeted 65,000 to pay that employee it, it's all smoke and mirrors it's not real and the, the second thing that I want to add MC is when you look at what these types of accounts are invested in you know 9 times out of 10 it's mutual funds and we talked in a separate video on average versus actual return. And when you're invested in these mutual funds, there's fees that you pay that absolutely crush your returns. You know, there's all kinds of different resources that we could send you. Um, Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, he has been very, you know, vocal about how much these fees can eat your retirement funds. And, you know, the myth, the returns that they advertise, they're myths. They're not real. The, um, there was a study by Dalbars and they discovered over a 30 year period that the average mutual fund investor only earned 2.95% in their retirement accounts. No, it's incredible. Um, and you just uh, sparked another thought that I had. We did um, a previous episode on wealth destroyers. Literally, when you position capital in qualified retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, and, and IRAs, it exposes you to all of them. You, you're exposed to the maximum exposure. You, you, you get the maximum exposure to all of the wealth destroyers. Think you know, fees, market fluctuation, taxes, and more. So, um, yeah, we... Uh, we look at the world uh, in a different way and we um, essentially have an alternative strategy used by the 1% of wealth builders uh, in the world. If you're interested to learn more about this strategy in which we share the producer's capital account and why the producer's capital account is a much better a uh, solution of where to warehouse your capital to use to grow your business and to grow your investment portfolio. Uh, you can um, check out this this webinar at theproducersbank.com. It's theproducersbank.com. Yeah, my final thought, MC, is just a, a quote out of a book, another book by Nelson that you know you and I have both looked up to, and you've been fortunate to have to have met and mentored under Nelson. But he says in one of his books that to avoid government-sponsored schemes like the plague. 